Hey, welcome to UX Podcast, where we talk about the experiences, challenges, and opportunities that underrepresented groups face in the world of design. I'm Varsha. And I'm Alex, and we're glad to have you back with us on our third episode. In our last episode, we talked about some common misconceptions people have when applying to senior design roles, and we heard a lot of shocking responses to some of the stats and stories that we shared. We were especially happy to raise key awareness around hiring for women and persons of color. But today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Today, we'll be talking about an exciting topic, both of our personal journeys into UX and why this podcast even came to life. And believe me when I say, it has been a journey and a process for sure throughout both of those, but we will discuss our professional backgrounds, some of the inspirations for how we got started, and ultimately how we came together. Yeah, so let's begin with our journeys into UX. As we've talked about in our previous episodes, UX designers come into the field from a pretty wide range of backgrounds. So Alex, can you give us an idea of where you started off? Yeah, definitely. Um, So, I mean, I never expected to really get into UX um, from my background. So uh, writing is truly my first love. So I started um, in creative writing, journalism, kind of working in editorial and kind of some advertising. Um, In fact, I remember going around and drawing out advertisements on napkins for a small town (laughs) business. And and That's awesome. It was awesome. It was really fun. Um, but I do think, you know, back then I never thought in a million years that I'd end up working in UX. But I think, you know, obviously it's like wireframing. You're drawing up these little sketches for people and you don't even realize what you're doing. Um, but yeah, so, you know, after um, I you know, worked in writing. Obviously, I think there's a lot of storytelling in that that I really loved. And writing is such a process in and of itself. And I think that's something I always wanted to carry with me is wherever, whatever I wanted to do, I wanted to perfect a process um, in the creative storytelling world. Um, And so I started getting into web uh, content management, system architecture um, and I realized that there was also a lot of process there and I focused a lot on you know how you functionally tell a story how is data and content presented on a web page how do things work together Um, and then I think working in those different product teams I got exposed naturally to UX and I think it was funny because I was drawn again to this really beautiful, seamless process of UX. Um, And as we both know, I think that's actually what makes UX attractive for a lot of people. Um, So, I mean, what about you, Varsha? I mean, I know our backgrounds are different, but I think we kind of come from at least similar aspects of product in general. Yeah, before I started doing UX work, I was working in a business analyst role, so nothing exciting really, Um, mostly functional side of things. And so I was at that job for about a year and a half, starting right out of college. But pretty soon after I joined, I just got an itch to do creative work and that was something that I felt was lacking in that job. And Just to give you some perspective, Alex, I was a math major in college, but I took art classes, 
since I was a kid and I've just always loved taking on creative projects. I respect you a lot because I, I, I can't do math for the life of me. <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't think I can either, but <laughs> it's like imposter yeah. syndrome. But um, yeah, so yeah, I wasn't, I also wasn't really able to meet with stakeholders in person and um, from the beginning I just felt like I needed that to grow in my career so I started looking into different career paths and something that would fit my interests and also my strengths so I actually had no idea that UX was even a thing when I was in college so stumbling upon the field after graduating was just really eye-opening in a good way. So would you say there's anything specific about UX that scared you or excited you when you first entered the field? Uh, yeah, so for sure. And I, I just want to say too, I mean, I think it's really funny because I, you know, I said earlier, I never expected to be in UX, but I also, um, when I was in college too, I had no idea what that was. Um, right. In fact, <laughs> I think I think when I started at my company, there was like a meeting and someone said UX was joining. And I think all of us know acronyms are really big at any company, mm-hmm. um, no matter what it what it is. And I remember thinking like, is that just another system that I have to learn how to use? Like it was really funny. Like you don't even know yeah. that it's something at all. I, um, I, yeah, I get that. It's, it's just crazy because <laughs> I think we both, graduated around the same time and it wasn't like it wasn't that long ago so it's just crazy how like far you know everything's come within UX right and actually I mean I think that going back to your question about you know is there anything specific about UX that scared me or excited me I mean most definitely I think at the time I didn't know that UX designers still kind of struggled with having a seat at the table um, we talked about that you know virtually and um, it's probably another topic again but I think um, pushing UX forward from the outside is not something you really understand until you're actually doing it and I think you could say that a lot about maybe other fields that people are you know pushing forward um, and advocating for. But at the same time, before entering, I did notice that certain UX designers that I really respected and admired, they were kind of at the helm for making those crucial decisions that, you know, created these really impactful products that, you know, made users' lives better and it made revenue higher. Um, And I think that was actually scary for me to have to feel like, oh, you have to be so excellent at UX mm-hmm. because it affects real people. Right. Um, and, right. and so it's like, don't mess it up mentality was definitely very real. And I also think like working with a smaller UX team, it really exposed me a bit more. Um, like, hey, go do this awesome UX work and like, good luck, you know, <laughs> like do- don't fail. Um, And, you know, at the same time, because it was small, you're kind of juggling the various aspects or roles within UX itself. Um, And then, I mean, I think basically the biggest excitement for me and, you know, I've worked and observed in product teams for a long time and, you know, having to actually step it up into that role and be a decision maker Um, while it's terrifying, it's also awesome because 
you understand that user experience plays such an important part in what we do Mm -hmm. and how we think and what we create. Um, And especially digitally speaking, um, I just like this idea that we're truly at the center of what people are using. Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny that one thing that scared you was just having that access and being able to influence how people use products because to me that's what was lacking in my job and I really wanted to do that so I was like I don't really care how it goes I just kind of want to do it (laughs) and when I kind of get into the thick of things and um, work with the people that use the product instead of just kind of being on the back end so um, yeah I think The scariest part of entering the field for me was just the lack of knowledge around UX. I mean, not just me because I was new, but just in general, you know, like nowadays we have so many tools and newsletters and I I don't even know, like just so many things around UX, like just tools, services, products. And, you know, even just a few years ago, I feel like I was struggling to find some of the resources that I was looking for so um but yeah going back to the lack of knowledge like when I first got into UX I really badly wanted to be mentored by a leader in UX um, in my first job but I was not that fortunate (laughs) so (laughs) when I realized that people leading UX teams didn't necessarily have to be experts um that kind of it was concerning to me because I, I didn't know if that was going to impact the way that I grew within my career with UX. So I just wanted to be learning the right way and how to become a better designer from people that have experience in this field. So it just kind of made me nervous. Um, you know, I, I felt like I was just thrown into the weeds in my first job doing UX work. Um, yeah, it sounds like that. Yeah. Like it, it sounds like both of us were just kind of, again, it's like, oh, here you go, jump in. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, most people feel that way, especially, you know, in their first couple of jobs out of college, you know, you always feel like you're thrown into the weeds. Maybe not even the first couple of jobs. Like, honestly, every new job you go to usually Definitely. feels like that. But for me, this was just you know, a change in career paths. And I was like, pretty new, you know, I had, like I mentioned, kind of started doing the boot camp and then kind of stopped. And so I just, you know, I just really wanted to have like a mentor, like a role model, someone that I could look up to and learn from. But all that to say, I was, I was still really hopeful to learn from my teammates and peers that came from different backgrounds. And then you know, I I felt like I would eventually learn my strengths within UX to kind of pave my own unique career path. So, yeah, aside from the lack of knowledge, I was just excited to enter a field that I thought was going to become really big. And looking back now, I think that was definitely justified because, you know, it's really blown up and you see so many more, you know, UX roles at companies that they just didn't exist a couple of years ago even. So um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's such a diverse field and I feel like there's just so much potential still. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I think 
Thanks for sharing all of that. I think it's really important that people understand and hear um, just that there's so many paths you can take into UX. And, you know, while I think it it seems as if it's this big and sexy career, and I think you you and I would say it definitely is because we love it. That's right? why but, we got into it, too, because I feel like, you know, it had this appeal that other career paths didn't, and it was new, and it was exciting and you didn't necessarily know where you would go exactly and I think that's actually I mean if we can agree on anything too you know not not that we don't (laughs) agree on anything um I'm just saying I think one of the big things is is knowing that because UX has become so big um and a lot of people are more interested in it now I think it's because that's where innovation really truly thrives um, and I love how we both came from different parts of a product team or a business unit. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, now for our listeners, I mean, you guys have an idea of our backgrounds and how we got into UX, but I would love to then talk about how this podcast came to life. And I'm excited for us to really share this with everyone. I know um, we've been waiting for a long time mm-hmm. to talk about this. So, Varsha, do you want to kind of get into that? <laughs> yes, this is... It's really, yeah, I'm just going to get into it because I think it's really exciting. Um, so we have a pretty unique story around how we met and how we decided to create a podcast where we, you know, talk about the experiences in the design community from the point point of view of women and minority groups within this community. So we actually met through a Slack community that connects women through job opportunities, networking opportunities, and just general interest. So um, we both had a mutual desire to start a podcast, but we actually went back and forth on the idea for a while. Um, So to give you an idea, it's been kind of like, you know, close to actually a year in the works, right? If we think about it, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, But Yeah, you know, so we had a lot of initial conversations, like figuring out how we can make time to do this while still working our nine to five jobs um, and ongoing personal projects. And then also like with the whole COVID situation happening. So it was a lot to just figure out. Yeah, it was a lot. And um, actually, I'll say this too. I remember um, when we even got close to launching, I think it was like, a couple like two months or something like that in I I think I mentioned how I was doing a podcast with you to someone and their eyes just like gleamed (laughs) they were like a podcast like during this time and it was really funny but yeah I remember the funny thing about when we met too first online um we just like really clicked immediately um it was like we knew each other from like a different lifetime or something (laughs) yeah it it really did and it was exciting to find another designer who was also equally as passionate and stoked about raising awareness about these experiences within the design community um and as we've talked about before just like with lack of women and women of color um and that diversity within the tech world and um yeah so and just so everyone knows, like I was actually toying with the idea of doing a lifestyle podcast too. Um, But I think we really had some solid, good conversations for topics that we could talk about in design. And I feel like the rest was kind of history. I remember that. Um, I personally knew from the beginning, I wanted to talk about 
topics in design and specifically UX to begin with. So um, for the past couple of years, I've actually been writing little notes in my phone whenever I experience something at my job that I think is unique to me or my peers that are of similar backgrounds to me. So I'm just excited to be able to talk about these things and not keep them on my phone anymore. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I'm personally very happy that you don't have to keep them on your phone anymore. Um, <laughs> because... I don't have any storage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we really did start these conversations at the beginning of quarantine. And like you said, or you said, it seems like so long ago. I mean, back in March. Um, and we started mm-hmm. to get into a nice rhythm of meeting on Zoom every week and making these set times to brainstorm and set up the podcast structure. Not realizing that we wouldn't be returning back to a normal work environment anytime (laughs) soon. So we actually spent a lot of time planning before we even started recording because we wanted to just hit the ground running. Yeah, we really did. And honestly, I mean, you, I mean, we are partners in this, but it's like, I feel like I was talking to you as much as talking to my parents. Um, and, uh, but yeah, we, we really did hit the ground running and everything seemed to flow naturally. Um, and I'd say we got pretty lucky when it came to being able to set expectations with each other and communicate on next steps and how to move forward. I mean, we still talk about that all the time, you know, being open, mm-hmm. making sure we're on the same page. And I think that's honestly made our podcast work so well together. Yeah, definitely. Communication is just so important, especially because, you know, we're we're working virtually, so we're not, you know, meeting in person and recording. And so everything just has to be laid out and scheduled. Like, so communication is key. And we've always really had good communication about what we wanted to do next and how to kind of push the podcast forward. And um, yeah, so we created like this huge google drive folder with all kinds of topics we want to discuss <laughs> it's huge yeah. you guys it really is it's it's very organized so like you know if you're very ocd about organizing your stuff like take a look at our folder <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah and i remember too when we started writing out that initial framework document with the potential names of the podcast i i think everyone's probably oh laughing, gonna laugh at this but um, yeah, I just want to say, take a second to say how hysterical it is that sometimes the first idea out of a million is always the best idea. And a million isn't even exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, UX was actually the first name we came up with in this giant list of other names. And so it's just like really funny and crazy and awesome just to see how it's come to life now and how we came up with that name so many months ago and yeah here we are so and all while being a hundred percent virtual so we are taking this pandemic seriously (laughs) y'all we definitely are and I have to say too I mean as designers we are um used to taking you know pens to sticky notes and you know quickly brainstorming up ideas and being in person and you know seeing them visually on a board and I mean we really bootstrapped this together and just sat in a google doc and just wrote down a bunch of ideas for the name Um, and it it is really cool to see it come together just the google drive and zoom have been you know our best partners in this (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, and I think the best thing about all of it, and you said this briefly, um, is we haven't even technically met in real life. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to share that with them, but like, I think here we are. Yeah, here we are. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, right, we've seen each other on our regular Zoom meetings, um, and we've had these calls and our recording sessions, but we've actually never been together in person and I think that really speaks highly of our passion and our excitement to just continue to move this podcast forward um and I think we've been able to use technology to our advantage really well um and I you know it does make me sometimes think about what other uh co-hosts are doing and sometimes I I think like we should do some little brainstorming session with them um because (laughs) our podcast came in (laughs) came to life in a really unique way and um yeah. we're still learning right we're still yes. learning I mean I've I've talked with people that have worked on podcasts in the more traditional sense where they meet in a studio or someone's house and they all record in the same space and uh, when I told them about our process and how we you know set up our recordings and everything like that they were really like impressed you know they're like wow you guys are just really you know, going with the flow and like adapting to what you can do right now, which is recording remotely. We can't be in person. So, right, exactly. And I think part of that process is just learning how to go with it. And you can't do that as well, I think, if you don't have someone really awesome. So I'm grateful to have found an awesome co-host. Yes, so. me too. <laughs> it, it really has been such a unique experience. And you know, I'm just really glad that we connected during these really strange times and that we were able to build something like this. So, you know, um, it's just, it's been like a really fun project and I just feel really productive to be doing something like this, um, while, you know, this whole pandemic is going on. Me too. And I think it's, it speaks to the nature of, who we are, also what we do, which is that we're builders. Um, Workaholics. Yeah, (laughs) and that too. Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, probably, definitely. Um, Yeah, but no, I I have to say, I I really enjoyed this episode. I love talking about it. It's really fun, um, you know, because it gives a history to our listeners, to all of you, and to both of our backgrounds, how we came into UX, and hopefully encourages um, you to enter into UX potentially, um, or, you know, maybe down the line, find another fantastic person to start a podcast with. (laughs) Definitely. So, and we shared a little bit more about how we got into UX and clearly the takeaway there is that there's no one right way to get into UX and, you know, everyone's experiences with entering the field vary. Exactly. And with that, we talked a lot about why we decided to start the podcast, which I think shows this awesome, unique marriage of two people and their stories and their desires to get into tech and kind of how that came together. And that when you're passionate about something, you shouldn't be afraid to put yourself out there. I mean, if we never found each other on this online network, we wouldn't be here today sharing. Um, And so I think, you know, it's all to say that if we could do it in a time like this, I think it should give hope to you that you can start something that makes you excited.
Well, thanks for listening in. We're so happy you were here. In our next episode, we'll be talking about how to navigate working with challenging clients. Let us know if you all are thinking about starting a creative project or if you have more questions you'd like us to answer. Follow us on Spotify and on Instagram at UX Podcast. See you on the next one.